And welcome to Inside the Nest, the official podcast of Kennesaw State Athletics. Coming up this weekend, the home finale for Kennesaw State football with a one o'clock kickoff against Robert Morris. I'm your host for today, Nolan Alexander. And as always, Inside the Nest is brought to you by Fifth Third Bank. Fifth Third Bank, working hard to make banking a fifth third better. This is fandom, a fifth third better. Visit 53.com for more information. So the Owls had last Saturday off after the game against Gardner-Webb. Supposed to be on the road was postponed due to COVID-19 issues within the run and bulldog program. Move ahead to the schedule, the home finale this Saturday against Robert Morris. And it will mark the first time in Robert Morris history that the Colonials will come down to the state of Georgia for a game. And it's against the number seven Kennesaw State Owls. KSU comes in at number seven in both the Stats Perform FCS and the AFCA coaches poll. Ahead on the podcast today, we'll get it started like always with Brandon's on the ball with the OG Brandon Sutton and our own Brandon Joseph. Jordan Griffith breaks down the conference landscape on the Big South Blitz. And we're joined by cornerback Markeith Montgomery for our player profile with Brandon Joseph. It's all ahead here on Inside the Nest. Let's get it started off with Brandon's on the ball. Couple of Brandon's on the ball. We're back at it again here on Inside the Nest. Brandon Joseph alongside Brandon Sutton. Sutton, you had an open week. How'd you spend your open Saturday? Hey, man, I just hung out, watched a couple FCS games, uh, caught, caught up on my March Madness action. My bracket's trash, but uh, I had a good one. I'm ready to talk about some KSU ball. Yeah, it's funny how everybody's bracket became trash, and now suddenly you look at the final four teams, and it's like, oh, we could have predicted that, but the manner in which we got there was crazy for a lot of people. Oh, yeah, man. There was upset after upset, and then just games you thought were just, like, going to play out. You just, oh, man, don't even get me started. <laughs> An upset that Kennesaw State is looking to avoid is Robert Morris this week making their first official Big South football game against the Owls and Robert Morris don't really have a lot to go on. This game will start at 1 p.m. You can listen right here on the Kennesaw State University digital network, or you can watch the game on ESPN plus Robert Morris. They've only played one game, but it's against James Madison, a game that they look pretty good in. They have a returning quarterback over there, but a lot of the situation is similar to Dixie State. You don't really have a lot to go on unless you want to go back to 2019's action, but that's a totally different team than 2019 to spring of 21. Oh, yeah, um, and just just like you said, we're, we're coming into a, just the exact same situation as Dixie State. We don't know a lot, um, but the, really the only tape we have on them for the year is the JMU game, and just going off what we've seen in the tape, they're a scrappy group of guys. Uh, the quarterback, he, he's a gunslinger. He, he, he's ready to come out and play. And just and this is their first first uh, first little bit of Big South action coming against one of the bigger programs in the Big South. So I'm I'm pretty sure they're coming off. They're yeah, they're going to be arrested, ready to go, and show up the fifth third, ready to play. So I, I think this is interesting too, as well for Kennesaw State. You had you know the bye week that came about due to Gardner Webb not being able to play due to COVID protocol, but. Robert Morris is in a very similar situation that they've had two games manipulated already, not being able to see the field, which layoff, if any, is more advantageous for either program. Is it Kennesaw state, you know, having a bye week but having more games under the belt or is it Robert Morris that's basically had three, four weeks to get everybody healthy. Uh, in this shortened, in this shortened scenario of a season we have right now, 
I'm, I'm definitely going to put all the favor into the Kennesaw's current situation because having been able to play multiple games and just keep the keep the feeling, the reps, and just keep it all active in the guys, it, I think that's going to be a lot more beneficial because then for uh, the way Robert Morrison's played it out. Because, yes, they played the one game against a really top-quality opponent, but then they've been off since then. So the, your guys, yeah, they've they've gotten a few reps, but now it's like, oh, yeah, we're rested back up, we're ready to go. But they haven't really experienced those live going. They haven't felt the bullets firing. So those things could could be difficult to reenact back on the field after being uh, having been off for so long. Kennesaw State, they're going to be in a situation where Tommy Bryant is not going to be with the team. The injury he sustained against Dixie State will keep him out what looks like for the rest of the season. But this goes back to the core fundamentals. And I'm sure between us talking about it, the players, every time you hear a clip, it is a next man up philosophy, but that isn't just a cliche. It is a true thing. Jonathan Murphy will ascend to that QB one role, but the benefit of Xavier Shepard to see meaningful snaps at the end of that Dixie state game and to run the offense pays dividends because now he's in that one snap away role as the new backup to Jonathan Murphy. And, and the next man up, that's, that's one of the top things that we, we pray, we harp on during practice, during meetings, everything, because you never know. And just like this current situation with Tommy going down, you never know if the man in front of you is going to go down and you're going to have to contribute. So you always have to be ready to go, uh, know what's going on, know the plays, uh, know your responsibilities and know what's going on around you. So uh, for this current situation with Tommy going down out for the rest of the year, uh, it's going to, it's going to uh, fall heavily on the Murph to make sure that he's, he's mentally prepared uh, going in as QB one. And then it's going to be falling into the exact same situation for Xavier. He's going to have to go in there ready and just saying, Hey, at drop of a dime, I could have to go in, execute the offense. And and uh, him getting in at the end of the uh, Dixie State game uh, two weeks ago was probably extremely beneficial to that exact point because now he's he's felt it. He, he's been out there. He's had to direct guys. He's had to make his reads. So that's definitely going to help him going forward, especially with this current with the situation of Tommy going down. And I, I want to get your thoughts on it because we talk a lot about the back situation, whether it's Shaq, Isaac, you know, having impact plays, but not having to bear the brunt. You do have Kyle Glover. You do have Daniels back there. They've been able to split the carries relatively equally back there. Just how much he's going to have to lean on those guys to maybe step up a little bit more, maybe be more involved in necessarily a touch category, more so than the explosion category, just to kind of help ease, you know, Jonathan Murphy into the full reps of having the game. I, I'm definitely going to put that on that uh, aspect on the coaches because I feel like the coaches are going to try to direct the game more towards a uh, perspective where uh, the quarterback isn't. It's going to be less more on what he sees. And I mean, still based off what he sees, but less uh, based less off what he needs to do in the moment. Just uh, starting out. And then just as the game builds and keeps going, get him more and more involved. And uh, definitely, I feel like we're going to see these, the backs and the wideouts and everybody get uh, much more involved and get more touches here coming up and uh, going out the rest of the season. Going to the defensive side of the ball, and we're inside the nest. Brandon Joseph here with Brandon Sutton. Kennesaw State getting ready to take on Robert Morris. 1 p.m. kickoff pregame will begin just a little before that. And make sure you check it out on the KSU Digital Network or if you can watch the game on ESPN plus on the defensive side of the ball, this is a team that we've talked about just kind of maintaining, 
you know, different spurts of the game. They play really well in seemingly the center part of the game, but towards the end of the game, letting teams get back in there, the beginning of the game, you know, when they don't have the ball necessarily, they've given up an opening drive score every time. But for the bulk of the game, especially in the middle, like I was saying, Kennesaw State, they play really well defensively, but against a Robert Morris team that's looking to make an impact, they're going to have to play four quarters. And, and just like you said, we're, we, we, we've seen that we, we can put together a solid two, three quarters of uh, defensive performance. But the thing that I, I promise you the coaches and all the guys have been harping on for this, for this bye week that uh, that's came about is finish. Because we, we haven't truly shown that we can finish a game defensively this season. And that, that's, that's going to be an extremely impactful thing going forward. Because as we continue to play, we're going to play better competition and better people on offense. And not being able to finish can be extremely destructive to the team. Because say you're, you're up a touchdown or two and you're holding things down, everything's good for the second and third quarter, and then everything, everybody laxes up for the fourth, Two touchdowns like that, you're back in a dogfight. So we, we're, we're definitely going to start – we're definitely going to have to continue to focus on finishing as a team defense and just continuing to uh, shut down those uh, immediate big plays opening up the game, which will help alleviate things on the back end of it as well. How important is it for Kennesaw State to get home and get pressure on the quarterback, especially against a Robert Morris team with a quarterback who, a lot like Dixie State, a big guy that likes to push the ball? Going into any game like this, since uh, we don't have a lot on them, but we, we do have the little bit of tape we, we have seen on uh, the quarterback. He, he's a guy, he, he's, he's going to want to get in there, uh, find, find his quick passes. Uh, if he can, sit in there, take a shot, hit something deep. So us, us going from the beginning of the game, getting a lot of pressure on him, having him to make those quick decisions, get the ball out fast, it's going to be extremely beneficial to the defense, to uh, everybody on the back end, because us getting us on the uh, front end, the defensive line getting pressure on him, the linebackers getting in there too. It's going to cause them to make mistakes, get the ball out of there quick, which is going to help the uh, secondary get in there, get some picks, uh, some uh, deflections. And then as long as we can maintain that, keep pressure on the quarterback uh, and just keep getting in the backfield, stopping plays, doing what we usually do on defense, I think this will be a lights-out game we can have, and we can uh, really show everybody what the Big South is all about. And it's really important to get that pressure with the least amount of numbers that you, that you can to get home with the least amount of guys just to have that safety valve. And we've seen Bryson Armstrong have to go sideline to sideline and not necessarily spend as much time as we're used to in the backfield, but you do have guys like Kareem Taylor and Chance Bates that can do those same things as Bryson Armstrong. So I think, you know, just me looking at it, it's going to be that deception of that second level, which guys are going to drop back, which guys are going to come and try to apply that pressure. Uh, and we have one. I, I feel like we have one of the best linebacking cores in FCS, and and those guys they they're interchangeable. Like it, it doesn't matter from Bryson to Kareem, uh, it, you can move those guys wherever you want to on the field. Even if you want to, uh, our defense corner coach V wants to just give the appearance of pressure with those guys. He knows they have the ability to get back, get out of there, and secure their areas in uh, in any zone situation. So. Also, in, in uh, a lot of other situations, we can just stand up a guy on the end and uh, Peyton Moore or um, a couple of another uh, few of our other guys, and we can send them out to hold down the, uh, the slot on the outside 
or and we send Bryson in on pressure or Kareem in on pressure. But just having those guys with all of that ability and just ha- uh, having them be uh, so adjustable and interchangeable, it just helps defense in, in just so many different categories, and especially from whenever we're, be- uh, we're able to apply pressure from the defensive line. Because you never know. It's like, oh, you think you got a five-man rush coming, so the quarterback's going to drop and try to make a quick pass, but we really have Bryson dropping back. So he'll be able to redis- uh, sit try to make a new decision, and that gives Peyton Moore somebody else on the inside, Travis Bell, time to get in there and get the sack. Yeah, you keep that confusion going with the front five of any opponent, and I think you just touched on it too, and it's something that I've been meaning to bring up for the last couple of weeks. The way the Kennesaw State defensive line can cover the flats. I mean, you have defensive linemen like Peyton, the aforementioned Peyton Moore, that can go out there and cover the flat like he is a linebacker, like he belongs out in that space. And that's got to be a good thing to have in your back pocket to know, you know what, I can get very creative with my pressure because I can have my defensive linemen cover the flat. They can drop back and cover that little in route right there. And I, I think we saw it a little bit against Dixie State, but you know, you don't have to show everything right now. And I think there's a lot more we haven't seen from this defensive staff than we have seen. Oh, yeah. And, and those and RD line were some of the most athletic and talented guys you'll see. And like they, they, these guys can do things that just that most D line, you won't typically see D linemen doing. And they're, they're faster than mo- than you'll see most D linemen running. And so, like you see with Peyton and, and motor, uh, a lot of our other ends, they, they have those abilities. They can cover the flats. They can cover, they can hold their own in zone. And, and then at the exact same time, make the reads if they need to come up in a run situation do it so it, it's just really great to see and how and how available we are from a, a defensive line standpoint and about how athletically and what what we our coaches are able to do with those guys and how much it helps our defense for Kennesaw State do you think that they take away just from the Dixie State game the mindset of Dixie State wanting a game against an upper tier program like Kennesaw State trying to announce their presence to the FCS world with authority and apply that to Robert Morris looking to make a statement like you talked about earlier entering the Big South and trying to say, you know what, I know that this has been Charleston Southern and Kennesaw State now mom is getting involved but Robert Morris is part of this mix too 100 they're, they're gonna come in and just have have the 100 100 uh, idea that they can win this game because we've never played them they've never played us so it's a completely blank slate so they're gonna come in with with the mindset that doesn't matter who they are doesn't matter what they do they've never seen us we've never seen them we're gonna win this game and, and that mindset it, it can it can be dangerous but it can also be so beneficial because it, going into a game you, you, with, the, with the thought that, okay, we're going to win no matter what, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. It, it's so helpful. But from the exact same point, from uh, the Kennesaw perspective, we have to think that exact same way. It's like, we've never seen these guys. They're going to come in. They have a target on our back. We've won the Big South a couple of times. We're one of the bigger pro, we're one of the bigger programs in the Big South. They're coming in for the first year. They want to knock off the big dog from, from day one, basically. So th- th- it, it's, it's a mindset that can help or hurt you. And it, it's just something that you have to take with like a grain of salt and you have to just be ready and be ready for the inevitable and just be ready for anything to happen. I want to wrap up with this because, you know, we keep eyes on as many FCS games as we can, especially those that impact Kennesaw State. You you have a situation where Kennesaw State did not play Garner-Webb. Garner-Webb, they left an open date of 417 for any of these games that you had to make up. Garner-Webb already has a game scheduled, uh, and I believe that game is against Monmouth. What do you feel should happen? Kennesaw State, let's say, 
Kennesaw State wins out. They beat Robert Morris. They beat Monmouth. What should happen? Should they just be declared clear and cut Big South champions, or should people try to figure out a way to make sure that all these games and the postponement of the Gardner-Webb game gets played, but it may be at a detriment to Kennesaw State because they could potentially have to play 424 in the first round of the playoffs? Well, in my personal opinion, that that's, that's something that's going to really just – depend on how things are going to continue to play out because yes, uh, the Gardner Webb game uh, was missed, but for uh, Kennesaw, it, it's really just going to become dependent on if they went out because if they went out, then I really don't see the reasoning for the, uh, the need for, for them to play on the 417 date prior to having to play in the uh, first round of the playoffs. But say uh, pending a uh, situation where there's a loss or say, uh, and a, uh, uh, say we lose to a team and then another team beats uh, another team that we've already beaten beats the team we lost to creating a tie scenario. That's when things are really going to get cloudy and the extra game conversations are going to have to come in because say since the Gardner Webb Monmouth game is already scheduled and um, Kennesaw were to uh, lose to Monmouth or say uh, with that could have Kennesaw wins out on how the standing shape up because it would not be an equal number. It could have very well end up being a three-way tie and you exactly have that tiebreaker set because you have an opening of Kennesaw versus Gardner Webb. Yep, definitely. Exactly. So it, it's really just going to be dependent on how things continue to play out and what the uh, big South committee feels is going to be the best thing to do uh, as we continue to uh, go forward and get closer and closer to playoffs. And that's Brandon Sutton. He's a lot smarter than I am. So take his word for what should happen. I'm merely Brandon Joseph, another edition of Brandon's on the ball. Brandon, I know we both want the same thing for Kennesaw State, a big victory over Robert Morris. And we'll get together next week to talk about it, hopefully. Hey, can't wait, man. Have a good one. Get your favorite KSU apparel, name brand items, gifts, and more at the KSU Bookstore. Whether you're looking for an Adidas jersey, a KSU sweatshirt, or a new hat, they've got you covered. Shop their in-stadium store on game days, visit them in the Student Center, or shop online today. Visit the KSU Bookstore online at ksustore.kennesaw.edu. We'd like to take this time on Inside the Nest to thank our proud partner Coca-Cola for being the beverage choice of KSU athletics events. Coca-Cola, taste the feeling. We move ahead on Inside the Nest with a Big South Blitz with Owl Network intern Jordan Griffin. Welcome to another Big South Blitz. I am Jordan Griffith, and I am so excited to bring you today's episode because we have some Big South football to finally talk about. Monmouth versus Charleston Southern last Saturday. Get that FCS scoreboard stuff out of my face. Here we are for the Big South. Let's get right into it. I know this is hard to believe, but Monmouth versus Charleston Southern is the first conference game outside of Kennesaw State in the Big South so far. It is March 29th as, as of this recording today. That's incredible that we're almost in April and no one beside Kennesaw State had played an actual, and Charleston Southern, of course, had played an actual conference game. But the Monmouth versus Charleston Southern game, very intriguing. Monmouth tramples Charleston Southern 35-17. to It was a very interesting game in terms of ball through the air. You're looking at Musket, Tony Musket, the starting freshman quarterback for Monmouth, went and just slung the ball around, had a 70-yard touchdown completion, went and threw for almost 300 yards, 297 total, along with two touchdowns. And Jack Chambers, 
put the ball in the air as well. 341 yards for Charleston Southern. That was something that kind of wasn't going on against Kennesaw State for Charleston Southern as Chambers more of a mover. Chambers, because they were down so much in late in the second half, he threw the ball 48 times. 48 times for Jack Chambers throwing that ball for Charleston Southern. Took five sacks. Also had three interceptions to go along with two touchdowns. And also, Monmouth was able to get it done on the ground. 33 rush attempts for Juwan Fari and 123 yards along with three rushing touchdowns. So, a offensive explosion for Tony Musket and Juwan Fari. Both of those guys coming into this year had a lot of, I don't want to call it skepticism, but... Monmouth was replacing a lot of quality players last year. Both Musket and Fari are both replacing what you might want to call all-timers in Monmouth's football program. You're looking at Kenji Bahar. He is gone now. One of the best quarterbacks in Monmouth's history. And then also running back Pete Guerrero. He's being replaced by Fari. Ran for almost 2,000 yards. And now on the New York Jets roster, we'll see if he actually plays in the NFL this season. But either way, you're replacing so many veterans, so many high productive guys that coming into the season, especially with COVID going on, considering Musket was not supposed to be the starter coming into the season, is actually supposed to be senior Max Smith. He ends up getting injured in practice, and now all of a sudden you have a freshman thrown in there, a 6'2 guy, big arm as we can see, was able to huck it down the field last Saturday. But Monmouth had a lot of questions that they needed to be answered last Saturday, and I have to think if you're Monmouth, you kind of have to be excited for the future. Now taking what we know about Monmouth from this spring season, now applying that to next Saturday versus Gardner-Webb, we want to look at the rushing attack for Gardner-Webb, looking at Nari Gather. The best rusher in the conference right now, 262 yards in only two of his games. Also has only toted the ball 37 times, has a 96-yard long touchdown on the season. And he's first in the conference, also over a guy like Haj Malik Williams of Campbell, who, by the way, played a full four-game schedule back in the fall. So he already has more yards than a guy who's played four games. That's kind of interesting to look at. A a fun factoid for you there. But looking at the rushing attack that Charleston Southern put on versus Monmouth, 71 yards on 27 attempts. That tells me that the Gardner-Webb game is going to be a battle because they were able to stop the rush last week was Monmouth versus Charleston Southern. Gardner-Webb loves to run the ball. They've also been able to put the ball in the air very successfully in their first two games. And they've also beat good teams like Elon, like Presbyterian. Presbyterian has shown to have a very lethal offense as well. So looking at Monmouth for next week, is Monmouth going to be able to stop this dangerous rushing attack from Gardner-Webb? Again, they did it last week against Charleston Southern. And then also looking at Gardner-Webb, are they going to be able to stop, I don't know, anything of Monmouth? Again, throwing for 300 yards and rushing for almost 200. So having almost 500 yards of offense total, that's rather impressive no matter who you play, especially against a conference opponent. So looking at this game, Monmouth versus Gardner-Webb next Saturday, very excited for that matchup. Outside of Kennesaw State and Robert Morris, plus the Monmouth versus Gardner-Webb game, there aren't any other Big South games. So Monmouth versus Gardner-Webb, once again, a 1-0 team in Monmouth and a 2-0 team in Gardner-Webb. One undefeated must fall, Boiler Springs, North Carolina. Go check that game out. But in the meantime, that is it. 
for the Big South Blitz. I'm so happy I was actually able to talk about some real Big South stats, a conference game that just wasn't Kennesaw State. So thank you guys so much for listening. I'm Jordan Griffith. Holy hand-rolled tortillas. Does Chewy's know Tex-Mex or what? We're making our fresh tortillas all day long. Perfect for wrapping up Chewy's famous Chicka Chicka Boom Boom enchiladas. Stuffed with house-roasted chicken, smothered in spicy, cheesy Boom Boom sauce. Better have a handshake and fresh limerita handy. Just saying. So gather up your friends because you can dine in at Chewy's or get it to go. We even have meal kits available for pickup or delivery at order.chewy's.com. Locations in Kennesaw and Perimeter. Find us at Chewies.com. See y'all at Chewies. Season tickets for the fall 2021 KSU football season are on sale now. Tickets include all five home games and a ticket to the KSU at George Tech game on September 11th. Season tickets start at just $135. Purchase yours today by texting SCRAPPY to 20123. That's S-C-R-A-P-P-Y to 20123 or by visiting www.ksuals.com slash tickets. To help prevent the spread of COVID-19, remember the three W's. Wear a mask, wash your hands, and watch your distance around others. Wellstar believes when we all work together to do our part, we can help keep Georgia safe. For more safety information, visit wellstar.org. Now we bring on sophomore cornerback Markeith Montgomery, who burst onto the scene last year as a freshman and is off to a great start here in his sophomore spring season. It's Markeith and Brandon Joseph on Inside the Nest. Joining me inside the Nest, Kennesaw State University football player Markeith Montgomery. Markeith, thank you so much for making time to join me inside the nest. We're going to talk about your upbringing coming from Ridgeland High School all the way to Kennesaw State, but also talk about the season at hand. First off, getting in to last week, you guys thought you were going to have a game that ends up getting postponed against Gardner-Webb. How did the bye week, the impromptu open week, shake up for you guys? Um, it, it hurt us a lot. Um, Coach Bo Bohannon told us in uh, meetings, but you know, uh, that really it really helped us really a lot mentally and physically because we got a lot of guys banged up and uh, you know, getting a lot of guys back just having that week off and uh, just just preparing more physically and getting more mental reps too. So it helped us a lot. So sophomore defensive back Marquise Montgomery. You have a different defensive coordinator than you did last year, and Danny Verpel. He was with the staff last year. Just talk about what it's like going into another new system and the adjustments y'all have to make on a relatively condensed schedule. Um, it really, since he he, he was a uh, he was uh, here last year, so it really didn't change much. Uh, only thing that really changed was like the terminology, but like the defensive backside is really like the same coverages and stuff like that. So the only thing, like the only major change was the terminology and uh, just uh, getting to know how he how he coaches and stuff like that. So. You're very active in that defensive back area. I've talked to a lot of the guys up front in front of you guys. I've talked to Bryson multiple times over the years, but talking to guys like Kareem Taylor, and they're very fond of what you guys do on that back end. You guys have to cover a lot of ground. You're asked to do a lot of different things and mix it up with guys who, you know, normally you don't expect to have to mix it up sometimes with offensive linemen, but you guys are not just sideline to sideline. You guys have to play that depth role too. Oh yeah, yes sir. Um, you know me coming out of high school, I, I play safety, so I'm kind of used to used to doing all the dirty work too. So being here and uh, playing cornerback, it's not all about covering too. You got to learn how to 
be able to make tackles and and be physical and run fit as well. So, at what point did you know that you were that physical type of being? Because a lot of people they they get to high school even and they're just they're they're not about that life of mixing it uh, up. But it seems like you and all those guys on that back line, you're about that life. I really. Because I, I knew when I was started to grow up, because I was five and I started playing. I didn't play flag football. I started off playing eight and nine year old football. So that kind of made me tough playing with older guys. So and coming out of Ridgeland High School, you guys, I've called high school games. You guys are a marquee program. How did that make you guys ready? You personally ready to go to a program like Kennesaw State and step in and be a contributor? Um, just, just having uh, great people around me and having a great community and having uh, just uh, great players as well and uh, having good alumni players too. Just, just being in an environment and just taking on coaching and trying to be the best player I can be on and off the field. So when you and you, when you are playing and you are on that field, what is your process like? What is your mind, you know, mindset going into it? Are you a guy that relies a lot on tape and a lot on? you know, what the game plan is, or do you have a point where you just go instinct and it's just, I know football, I know everything and I go to it, or do you like to go back to that tape that you see during uh, the week? Yes, sir. I love to go back to the tape just because I can be a step ahead of the game. Uh, I like to see where the receiver's lining up at, uh, how he how he takes on press release, um, just small tendencies like that, just, just being ahead of the game, then going out there on the field and just playing free, playing, you feel me, playing just football. You guys are taking on a Robert Morris program, and it's a very similar situation The Dixie State. New to you guys. You guys have never seen them before. Not a lot of tape. They've only had one game this season against a very good James Madison team, albeit. But when you sit down for that first time and you watch that tape, what is the first look of tape for you? Like, what do you take away? Are you just looking for players, athletes, or are you trying to pick up scheme on that first watch through? Um, usually, um, uh, Coach Stafford, our cornerback coach, he's sending us cut-ups of third and long, third and medium, and uh, red, top red zone route, top third down routes, and we'll just pick through that and just know and learn what they like to do on certain down and distance and stuff like that. So that's what I really uh, – cornerback position look at mostly. Were you ever an offensive guy? I, I want to get to know a little bit about you and your football history. Were you ever an offensive guy, and what positions did you play growing up? Oh, yeah, I loved offense. Uh, I started off playing offense. I played receiver, running back. I played a little bit of quarterback. I was just an athlete all over the field. So if Coach Bo ever needs a, you know, a quarterback to come in, you good for it? Oh, yeah, Coach Bo, I already know. I pick, I pick it with him every day. I'm like, Coach Bo, you need to put me back there. You need to do this, you need to do that. <laughs> Talk about some of these other guys on the defense. I've talked to Peyton Moore this year. I've talked to Kareem Taylor. Just talk about what it's like being in that defensive room because you guys have a lot of talent and – not just necessarily in football IQ, but in athleticism where not a lot of programs, you know, across FBS, FCS, and even in college and pros have a lot of athletic skills like you guys. You have some quick dudes that can play sideline to sideline, even in the defensive front. Oh, yeah. Um, we have a lot of guys that can ball. Uh, we have one person that gets me going is uh, Kareem. Uh, he's on my side. He's a wheel backer, so. He's talking to Smack. He he, come on, let's go. We gotta we gotta turn it up and not. Like, all right, all right. So he gets me going. And then Bryson Armstrong, as you said, he he doesn't talk much crap. But he just shows by just going out there and doing it. And uh, Chance Bates, he's our he's he's a good guy too. He's quick. He's strong. Um, Joel Parker, Peyton Moore, uh, Kelsey Allen, uh, Tyler Moore. We got a lot of guys out there that can that can really ball, and uh, it helps us out a lot. Makes it easy on us. 
Who's the fastest guy in the defensive back room? Uh, I'm gonna say me. Okay, because I've heard Sincere's pretty quick, you but, know. Uh Sola, uh Sola, um Ja'Cory Burks, he's fast when he wanna be. Um Sincere, he got a little twist to himself. <laughs> Who's the strongest? Oh, uh, me. Me. Uh, who hits harder? In the defensive backfield? Yeah. Me. Okay. Me, me or Cole Loader. Me or Cole Loader. Talk about what it's like, you know, you have Cole who's been there for a while and then just in that Dixie State game to watch Cade pick up that fumble and bring it into the end zone. It's got to be a cool sense because, you know, you have an actual brother relationship there. But, you know, just being around this team for as long as I have, all of y'all like brothers, too. So just talk about what it's like to see young Loden <laughs> come in and be able to return that that block punt for a touchdown. I mean, it, it, was, it, was, a, it was a good it was a good moment. Uh it, it it happened so quick and you like who who picked it up, who picked it up? And like like it was Cade, it was Cade. You know, Cade, you know, Cade just Cade, he's he's energetic, he, he does what you tell him to do and he deserves it. So it really it really meant a lot for everybody. A lot of people have asked me, you know, around the program and outside about the turnover plank and keeping that legacy alive. How cool is it to be able to keep it alive on the sideline and still have that thing that, you know, makes you guys known for. It was on ESPN College Game Day. It brought a lot of eyes and attention to the program. Just talk about keeping that legacy alive because it is fun. It is cool, but it does have some meaning. Oh, yeah, for sure it does have meaning. You know, uh, it makes it makes us guys want to want to get turnovers and makes us – it makes it more fun and uh, it gets uh, the crowd into it even more once we get the turnover because you stand up, put the plank up, and everybody's in the crowd screaming, hollering. They got plank too, so it's like – it's a, it's a good feeling. Uh, just just it makes you want to 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 get a turnover each game, and uh, that's what we harp on, and we got to continue to to try to keep getting more turnovers too. Going back to this Robert Morris game, which you can hear coming up right here on Inside the Nest. Just talk about what you're seeing about those guys. They look like they have a very good quarterback, and just a small glimpse of tape that I've gotten to see on them. Just talk about the dynamic players on the field for Robert Morris and what you guys are looking to do on Saturday. Oh, yeah. Um, they, they do have a couple of dynamic guys. Uh, the quarterback, he, he's pretty good. and uh, They're well coached, too. and uh, They look to throw out uh, a, lot of, uh, a lot of stuff at you, but it's really all what, what, what we prepare for and how we practice. And uh, But, yeah, hats down to them. They're, they're well coached and have great players, too. So I want to wrap up with Markeith Montgomery. Just, you know, some some things about you. Favorite food growing up? Pizza. If, pizza. if you couldn't be a football player, what would you want to be? Basketball player. Okay. Well, who's your favorite team growing up? Uh, what, what, what? Basketball, NBA, college? Yeah, both. Uh, college, I'd probably say, uh, UT Vols, and then NBA. I liked uh, Cavaliers, LeBron okay. growing up. Yeah. Okay. Um, any weird traits or abilities that you have? Like any weird like quirks that you can feel comfortable sharing nah one weird thing that i can't I, I i'm the most i'm athletic but i can't do a backflip that's one thing i can't do there you go that's all you need to know about markeith montgomery <laughs> defensive back for the kennesaw state owls thank you so much for taking the time to join us today yes sir appreciate you registration is now open for the 27th annual dot martin scholarship golf classic held on May 10, 2021 at the Marietta Country Club. The Dot Martin Scholarship Golf Classic has benefited Kennesaw State student-athletes for many years. 
this event offers so much for participants, but don't take it from me. Here's Greg Martin, who's played in the event every year. Well, I think it's a terrific value. Number one, you, you get a lot for your money. You get a whole day of golf at a great facility. You get fed in the morning, you get to go shopping, you walk away with merchandise, uh, you get to play, you know, a fun golf course. And, uh, you know, there's not a lot of pressure. It's fun. It's a scramble. Register today for the Dot Martin Scholarship Golf Classic online at www.ksuals.com slash Dot Martin. So that'll do it for this episode of Inside the Nest. We look forward to seeing you at the bank this Saturday, one o'clock kickoff against Robert Morris. If not, you can join in the action on the KSU Owl Radio Network on the TuneIn app. Search Kennesaw State and favorite our location there. You can also watch the game with our ESPN Plus broadcast here on the KSU Network. Links to listen, watch, live stats, and find tickets are at ksuowls.com. I'm Nolan Alexander reminding you Inside the Nest has been brought to you by Fifth Third Bank, the official bank of Kennesaw State Athletics. This is fandom of Fifth Third Better. Visit 53.com for more information. Until next time, go Owls.